Hello. So this episode, we ha are talking about conferences and how to get the most out of conferences. And, you know, some of us in the episode admit to being introverts. And so I took the advice we gave and the just how to make connections. And I made this worksheet. Uh, the worksheet is the conference connection worksheet. Uh, it's on my other screen here and I got to look at it. So if you are uh, watching this on YouTube, you can see the the download. This is a free download for people who subscribe to the newsletter. And it's a game. Like I made a game out of going to conferences and you give yourself points for it. It's a, like challenge yourself to make connections. And it's just simple things that we talked about in the episode. Uh, meet five new people, get five emails, take five selfies. Uh, make five invitations, like invitation for lunch or dinner or to go do things. Say yes to new things. That was a big takeaway for me from my last conference is if I wouldn't have said yes to some invitations. Um, I wouldn't have met some really cool people. So say yes to things. Uh, and another great resource is visit five sponsors. I mean, those sponsors are there. Uh, most often, yes, they have a service, but they can be great connections, great networking services, great, just great people, great resources. If they go to a lot of conferences, they know a lot of people. And um, often they're just friendly and ready to, to talk to you. So visiting sponsors might be easier than meeting new people. Uh, then talk to five speakers and then follow up with five people. The last thing you do is follow up with people in the conferences. And I made a game out of it. So every checkbox, every time you do one of those new things, you get a point, give yourself a point. And so the meet five new people, you can get five points for that and you add up your page, first page. Now, one of these boxes is probably more difficult for you than others. So I said, give the, make that box worth two points. So if meeting five new people is difficult for you, um, give yourself two points per new person that you meet. So you can get a total of 10 points for that box. Or maybe it's make five, five invitations is really difficult. You, it's okay meeting people. It's okay getting email addresses, but inviting people to like dinner or to hang out or, Hey, let's go, uh, in Georgia recently, there was this cool bridge and there was a, you know, walking down the, the parkway. I don't know what it's called. Boardwalk. It wasn't quite a boardwalk, but walking down next to the river and visiting the shops, um, going to some museums, uh, make some invitations. That doesn't mean they have to accept for you to get the point, but you just got to get out of your shell and make those invitations. And this is the way to, uh, to challenge yourself to make, get the most out of your conferences. At the end, uh, you, you total up page two, total up page one, and then you give yourself a total. And let's say uh, you you make 20 points, okay? Well, the, the next conference you go to, you say, okay, my, my previous high score was 20. My goal this time is 25. And you challenge yourself to just get out there and meet more and more new people. So I'm really excited about making this uh, because I go to, uh, if you're like me, you go to at least one conference a year. And you're always wondering, how do I get the most out of it? What's my return on investment? And almost hands down, almost every time, the, the biggest return on investment is the people you meet. And if you're an introvert, 
semi-introvert like me, then you need a way to kind of gamify or challenge or give yourself some goals to meet the conference. So this download is on the blog. It's on the uh, show notes. And if you're a newsletter subscriber, this will be delivered to your inbox uh, already. All right. Thanks. And uh, enjoy the show. Uh, okay, 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 here we go. Uh, hello, this is James Marland, your host of the Scaling Therapy Practice. This is the show where we encourage you to take deliberate storps. I said I was going to work on this. This is the show where we ask you to take deliberate steps towards sustainable growth. I'm here with uh, Don Gabriel and Lisa Mustard. Hello. Hi. And this week, we're going to talk all about uh Conferences, marketing your practice or your service, your mental health practice through conferences and attending a conference. Uh, this is a uh, apropos, I guess, because I just got back from the Wise Practice uh, Summit. Uh, Dawn was there, Woo-hoo. and it was it was amazing. I have like all these ideas <laughs> going through my head, and I'm also like really tired. <laughs> Me too, man. I can barely get my brain in work mode. (laughs) I I drove, uh, well, we broke it up into two days. It was 12 hours of driving, but it was like four hours one day and like seven or eight the next day. So it was, it was good. But um, yeah, so we're going to talk about conferences, uh, how to market your practice during conferences or what do you do? Uh, We'll talk about our experiences. The first thing we're going to do is our tool tip or tech of the week. I think my tip uh, it's gonna it's gonna just come from uh, the the book or the podcast um, uh, profit first for therapists uh, with Julie Harris and what she suggested in the book is uh, for things that you need to save money for just make it something you break out of for your line item uh, and start saving you know just if you're gonna just like, uh, any of the other big topics, like if you're going to save for a hiring a staff or save for a building or save for a bigger purchase, just 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 build it into what you the percentage. And so I saved a small portion of my you know income over the last couple of weeks or months, and it paid for most of the conference. And I think that was a big deal because I was really worried, you know, how am I supposed to afford all the travel and all the things and uh, go? Is it really worth it? And that tip really, you know, helped me take uh, it. It really helped. You know? And so that is the tip of the week. If you want to go to conferences, just uh, make it part of your budgeting practice. So uh, let's get into the show marketing about conferences. It's our topic. Um And we've all been to conferences and we've all participated. We're going to focus on the roles of of going into conferences. And uh, the first is how do you market your practice uh, or your service as just an attender? Like what what are some of the things you can do as uh, attending? Uh, Dawn, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I think this is old-fashioned marketing is the fact that you're going to be meeting people in person and just try to be friendly and go out to lunch and dinner with people that you don't know and just really be social. Um, 
that would be my first recommendation is just going. You can't undervalue the um you yeah, don't undervalue how important it is to be in person with people and just feeling their energy and their vibe and hearing them laugh and it's mm. just so much fun that people get to know you and remember you. Like this was my second time at this pot at this pra- um summit where I'd seen a lot of people the year before and it was like, oh yeah, I met you last year and it was a way different bond. So that would be one. Um, another one I would say, uh, and then I'll let Lisa share hers. <laughs> I don't want to take them all. <laughs> another one is um, having like, instead of a business card or something, like have a little QR code where it goes right mm. to your website and people can just scan or um, actually one of the guys there had a, um, I forget what it was, but it was a business card that if you scan it, it puts all his information right into your phone. Oh, yeah. That was from Therapy Flow. That was uh, Joshua. Yeah. I'm going to get him on our podcast here soon. He was amazing. Well, I am such an introvert at conferences. I am. I It's like I know I need to go. I want to be there. But once once I get there, I have a I I kind of like have to force myself to interact. Um, and okay. so, you know, I, I like going with somebody, a friend, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. taking a friend with me, go, with, go a with a friend. Yeah. Um, and then challenge myself. So I have to like challenge myself to, okay, talk to five pe- new people today. You know, like I have to, I have to put myself out there. And then once I kind of get into it, um, you know, I can, I can, I'm fine. I, I guess it's, um, I like the idea of having cards available or some type of, you know, being that I'm a, my, my goal is to, you know, I guess spread word about the podcast. I probably would have something like Gordon, um, you know, he came through town on his way to the conference. And so he gave me some koozies and I got to hang out with Gordon and that was just wonderful. So I was like, Ooh, koozies are good. So, you know, have some type of swag that you can like give people I gave him some pins that have the therapy show on there. So I don't know if you guys I got have one. Oh, you one got, you got somewhere. One. Oh, you, it's yeah, not in this room, but it's in the other yeah, room. So. And I saw I saw somebody else with a pin on their backpack. I don't know who it was. Wait, but it, well, Whitney took a picture and texted it to me. Maybe that was her. I don't know. But Okay. But yeah. I saw them out there. Cool. Like the it was just a little swag. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So um I'm really bad about, you know, going to conferences. Just <laughs> so bad about it. Like, I like your tip about saving for them. Um, you know, I like the ones I like staying local is just because, I don't know, I don't necessarily want to get on an airplane and travel. I know I'm just such a homebody, but so, so I don't know. Do you can do you live in a place where there are local conferences? Yeah. Uh, like, I haven't looked, mm-hmm. but my, my wife is like, this was fun, but maybe we should do some local yeah. things. Yeah. Well, I'm lucky. Where? So, like, here in South Carolina, the... South Carolina Marriage and Family Therapists, they have a conference. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, South Carolina is not very big. So it's like, I can go to the beach or I can go to the mountains in like two hours. And the same thing with the um, counseling association, they have, you know, their own conference. And so I am lucky in that sense, I can go. And then um, sometimes I'll pick places where my kids can go. So like Orlando mm-hmm. would be fun because we would make that a, a, tr- a family trip. You know, that's kind of how I like to do it, but they are getting older. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of a homebody, so I like to stay well, close. I, Atlanta's I, not too I far. took my, I took my wife, and we said, "Oh, we'll go see the sites," but I don't think we set aside enough time to go do them. Do you set aside a day to just mm-hmm. th- go to some of the things, or how do you how do you find the time? Well, to do yeah. It? So what's uh, 
so this is kind of a, I'll make it a short story, but this is how the podcast started was I went to a um, conference in Charleston. Dahl knows this. I went to a conference in Charleston and I was sitting in the audience for, it was like a two day conference, you know, sitting in your butt in a chair for eight hours a day. And I was like, I am in Charleston, one of my favorite cities in the Southeast, actually in the country. And I have to sit my butt in a chair and it was gorgeous weather out. I was like, I just wish I could take these, these, you know, presenters and put them in my earbuds. And so like, lo and behold, that's how my show started. But so, yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. would make time for some, uh, I mean, Savannah is amazing. Savannah. It was. really Savannah cool city. Oh really pretty. Lots of historical yeah. things. I did go on the walking tour mm-hmm. with uh, Whitney's husband, James. Mm-hmm. Did, were you, did you do that, Dawn? I, I don't I remember. I didn't, no, but, but I loved Savannah. I fell in love with the city. Very cool. Yeah, there's there's so many cool buildings right right downtown. Well, we we walk like a mile, like a mi- half a mile out and half a mile back, and just every street there was something to look at and read and do yeah. and eat and, and the squares. It was a pretty pretty neat city. Uh so introvert. I'm fairly like if I have to, I'll lead something, but I'm just more happy to let other people do things. So for the introverts in the audience, um, one of the things, one of the things that uh, helped me and I didn't start doing it till near the end. And I'm like, I wish I would have been doing this more is just taking selfies with people. You know, you stand next to something cool. Like there were fountains in old architecture Mm -hmm. or light, you know, there was a building that was lit up and Hey, do you want to take a selfie with me? People love to do it. Like, it's uh, and then you can just introduce yourself and say, "Great, thanks." I'm gonna post this, you know, on the page. Uh, tag me as a friend. Right. You know, low, low key, um, low key, just getting to know people because I think that's one of the main things of going to the conferences, uh, is just meet, just as you said, meeting people and and getting connections. I think. I'd like to make a distinction between the type of conferences Lisa was speaking Mm -hmm. about and then the type of summit we were at. I think you do need to research what type of conference it is because I've been to boring conferences where, like Lisa Mm -hmm. said, you're just sitting for eight hours. Those suck. Like, fuck. I don't go to those either. Yeah. But, like, finding, like, more boutique Mm -hmm. conferences or more, Uh like, 100 people. Or mm-hmm. less, like between 100 and 200. I feel like those are the best because you get to know those right. people, um, and to the and they're more streamlined to like what you like, and they leave a lot of time for like going out and eating lunch. So you don't have like 45 minutes to lunch. You have an hour and a half for lunch or mm-hmm. two hours. And because honestly, I think some of the best conversations had at a conference are not in the session. It's in between sessions and at night. And to me, I've built some great friendships because of that. Not, um, yeah, sometimes I even skip sessions. Me too. Me too. (laughs) I skip them. (laughs) I I won't tell on you. (laughs) No, it's just live for everyone to hear. Right. (laughs) Yeah, and I think, and I'm glad you, you made that distinction because I was referring to like conferences that were more clinical where you're, you know, mm. listening to the presenter and your the research and then the the way they show a video and how they were and you're just like uh <laughs> No, and some of I, I I the conferences I have recently been to have been very good. I think everybody's just so happy to be back in person. So they have been mm-hmm. like they've been fun, they've been energetic. The local ones I'm not, I'm not and I'm really not bashing them. Um I think it's just that I have to be in the mindset like 
this is what I'm here for, you know. But sure. I do I love the boutique idea and I know um I don't know if you wanna you're putting one together, Don, right? In Colorado. Mine's more of a retreat. Retreat. Okay. So mine's okay. really small. Gotcha. What's like, it so okay, what's the eight. difference? Because what's the difference between a conference and a retreat? I think the size like my retreat, I I keep it to eight to twelve people, so it's very okay. customized and very specialized to like you niche down really tiny mm-hmm. um and it's for more of my listeners and my followers and my audience mm-hmm. where i think a conference would be yes definitely more clinical in nature but also uh it's i would say it's closer to 70 to 200 people it's mm-hmm. or, or bigger it's definitely for more i mean that's my theory mm-hmm. more learning okay I know on your retreat, you, you're highlighting some of the, um, like amenities and stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like Like, time, the walks, the, the, the atmosphere, the ambiance, the, uh, some of those other things. Yes. (laughs) It's definitely more tapered. Uh, go ahead. I was going to ask, is Whitney going to do it again next year? Yeah, Yeah, she is. She just announced the She's going to have it in a new city, though. Where is it going to be? It's actually by you. It's um, it's not Charleston. What is it, James? It's it's one of the cities in the Carolinas, I think. Maybe Asheville. Charlotte? Oh, Charlotte. Oh, okay. North Carolina. Charlotte. Is that close to you? Yeah. Once again, it's like an hour and a half. Like, I'm in the center (laughs) of everything. Like. North, Charlotte's an hour and a half. Charleston's an hour and a half. Greenville's like an hour and a half. Atlanta's like three hours. Yeah, so I'm I'm in a good spot. I just need to leave. I never I never leave. Yeah, come here. You, you yeah. can drive to yeah. the the airport and go anywhere. Right. You know. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. I'm excited for her. It sounds like she's growing it. Then if she's going to a, a bigger yes. city, okay, very cool. And this is her. This will be her third year yeah. hosting one. So a lot of the people yeah. are going to be similar. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, it was it was nice seeing the some of the same people again. Like yeah. going once, being an introvert, relative introvert, uh, it was more difficult the first time. Um, the the one thing I, I want to say about being an introvert and like doing uh, meeting people and building those relationships is say yes mm-hmm. to things. So true. So, yeah. <laughs> like uh, we were, it was winding down the the end of the first night. And people were looking for things to do. And me and a couple other people were just sitting at some tables or like there was a nice rooftop thing to have conversations. And then half the group left and said, hey, we're going to go do this uh, uh, piano dueling piano bar or something. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that's what I want to do. Piano, like what kind of music are they going to play? Like, is it just am I going to be? bored i wasn't bored but so anyways one person there was the extrovert and was said we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go and so i was like okay i'll give it a try knowing in the back of my head if i hate this i'm out of here and uh i couldn't talk to anybody in the bar because the music we sat right right next to the stage oh yeah you you were there of course there yeah yeah you were behind i was up front and you were just a little bit behind it was hilarious like like People were like, uh, our group, I guess, was paying money to get songs played. And then people were singing really loud. And uh, it was just, it it was one of my highlights of the, the night. So, but you don't have those things unless you're willing to try new things and say yes to 
crazy people who are like, oh, let's let's do this thing. That's true. <laughs> Love it. Uh, any more? Any more about? Uh, I know we could probably have a longer show on this, but any any more uh, for marketing yourself as being an attender before we move as uh, being a sponsor? No. All right. Let's move to. Uh, so, how if you're a sponsor, if you're if you have a product or a service, uh, a podcast, you know, like we do, uh, how can you um, market your your service as a sponsor? Yeah, so usually for sponsorships, they have different levels. Um, there's usually like two or three different levels you can choose, and each level includes certain um, basically access to you. And so the first level is usually like putting something in a swag bag. So you could put mm. like a, a chapstick or whatever, a, a cup, a mug, whatever you want. Um in what do you want to see in that bag? When you open a swag bag, what do you want to see in I want to see useful, practical stuff. Like, uh, I'll use pens and notepads, but sometimes things will surprise me and there's a really cool thing. Um, like, this year, there was, like, a wine tumbler and mm -hmm. um, the shrink Shout thing. out to Shrink Think. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. So, there was some cool things. I put in carabiners this year. Mm -hmm. I... Um, well, because my theme is more hiking, so people can always mm -hmm. use carabiners. Um, you can do so, yeah, that's usually one. And then the second level is usually a little more exposure to you. That is usually like a booth or a table. Table, yeah. And then the third is like the bells and whistles. And that's usually you probably have like you have more speaking opportunities to talk to the whole the whole conference about what you do. So and all the stuff below. So those are the different types of ways you can sponsor. And that's where you pay money to basically get in front of all the people at the conference. That's cool. And I know, um, were you, well, Gordon was a sponsor, Sitecraft. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I guess ShrinkThink was a sponsor too? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys sponsor? No. I okay. did not. I just wondered. I did not. I just this went year. as an attendee. Although I picked up one of your pens at Gordon's table. Did you? Yeah, they were I nice. They were Thank very you. nice pens. I, I do enjoy a good pen. <laughs> yeah, I used it the whole conference. Oh, good! I love yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I, I the pens on the table. I started using. Them, like, no, I'm going to use this better pen. Yeah, bad, good pens. But usually, one thing to mention about the swag bags is you. There's only one. Like, like if someone else puts a pen in, you couldn't come in and put another right. pen. You have to pick oh, something else. Oh, okay. So you got to pick something different. If you're going to sponsor, get in there quick right. <laughs> and pick your yeah. thing. Daniel had, um, well, he had mugs from the previous year, but he had uh, he had uh, coasters that I'm going to use around yeah. my house now. So that yeah, was a nice are good. piece That's of sweat. A good one. And uh, you can't see it, but I'm going to start. People started. Oh, well, if you're listening to the show, uh People had stickers, okay. so yeah. I started putting them over my journal. So I got stickers from people. So um, I really enjoyed that, and uh, I kept looking for stickers to, to stick on my bag or on my thing. So uh, or on my uh, notebook, my journal here. Um, cool. The the other thing that uh, I think Whitney had them on her podcast or was doing like that was a something that she did uh, for the sponsors, as she would give them. A, a radio spot. I, it's not radio, a podcast spot on her sponsor. She also did social media for them. And her, um, e her newsletter, her newsletter. Every, every 
every session was introduced by a sponsor, I believe it seemed like. So they said, hey, I am this and this from this, and this is what I do. And hey, here is the speaker. So it got them in front of all the people. And I really liked that because it could showcase what they were doing. It was, it was more than just just uh, just like, oh, they're sponsoring the show. And then um, some places have uh, the selfie area. So their, their logo is on the selfie area. And it looked like the people who paid more money got bigger or more spots on it. So um, that was good. What are things, so if you're thinking about sponsoring a conference, uh, what should you think about? Like, uh, Lisa, have you sponsored a conference or sponsored a summit or anything? Uh, No, I haven't sponsored anything yet. Um, Long story short, I did try to place an ad in um, the agenda book. I paid for it, Mm. had a design. And then somehow they never got it. So when I got to the conference, I was flipping through it. And I was like, where's my ad? I was so ticked. I mean, I was almost like crying. I was so mad. But they ended up refunding my money. But I, so Still, I was just kind of miffed. Wow. And so I, yeah. I felt like, I just felt like they could have offered me something like, hey, next year we'll give you a big page for free because we, you know, yeah. I haven't been back to that <laughs> conference. I just kind of got a sour yeah. taste in my mouth. For sure. Mm-hmm. I would like to speak. I feel like. As far as sponsoring, I think you need to know where you're at in your business. Yeah. If you don't have a lot of overhead, if you don't have a lot of money saved for it and you're not, I don't know. I It depends on who the audience right. is. I don't think you got to figure out what the return on investment is going to be. Mm. Um, and I feel like, like if you're speaking at the conference... I don't think you also need to sponsor because they're going to see you enough as a speaker. But if you're not speaking is depending on how much money you have. Are you, how many clients will you get to reef to kind of get back the ROI on that? And so um, if you can, maybe I'm an extrovert, so it's easier for me to like meet everyone in person and a lot of my listeners were at this one. And so Mm. I didn't sponsor this time mainly because I was watching the budget really heavy but I brought QR codes and downloads that I gave to people like, hey, scan this and get my download. Mm. Um, And so I feel like for me, I just didn't want to spend the money this year because I'm still kind of building and I don't have a lot of money saved yet. (laughs) But if you are sponsoring, you need to know, is this your ideal client in this audience or not? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Smart. All right. So moving on, um, have you either of you spoken at a conference? Dawn has. I have. Um, uh, what uh, what what would you say if you're planning on speaking at a conference? Uh, how could you market yourself or your practice through that? The the one thing I want to say, I'll get us started, is your 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 uh, your speech should add value. It should not be a sixty minute sales pitch. Oh, yeah. Totally. So what, what, uh, how would you, uh, uh, Dawn, how would you uh, market yourself when you go to a conference? Um, I get, I agree with you. I think what you're speaking on needs to have a lot of value. Um, I, I don't, I feel like I'm going to steal Lisa's cause she's like the lead magnet queen, no, but fine. the key is having at the end, 
like throw up a lead magnet to all get, the action to yeah. do this yeah yeah to get a to get emails and people to follow you and get on your newsletter um but yeah i think just having a really good content preparing and honestly what i see every single time at conferences whether they're the boring ones or the fun ones people get to me included get two in our heads when we're speaking we over prepare we over put yeah. stuff on powerpoints and one of the best breakout sessions i went to this year was um my friend steph corporal and she literally made us all sit in a circle push the tables out and it was like a huge discussion and a workshop what it, it was freaking amazing and i think all conferences should be that way because you have so much information downloading you yeah. need to you need to process yeah. and that's what we did it was a bunch of group practice owners talking about building happy and effective teams and yeah. we got to all interact it was superb so i say be out of the box a little bit too and people will remember you <laughs> yeah Lisa? i like that i like that a lot and i, I was going to say something similar like you know, um, I would say make your presentation really different, whatever that, however you can do it. Um, so that would be my first thing, but also provide a lot of value and give them, I mean, I guess it's different. Like they're paying to be there. So they're hoping to come away with things that they can implement or, you know, start putting into practice what, whatever the conference is about. So give them the, the best that you can. And then, you know, if if you are hoping to maybe get a, a customer or a client, like they're thinking to themselves, man, she just gave me all that in 45 minutes. Imagine what it must be like to work with her one on one when she really knows what my what I really want to do or what my my goal is. Um, so I think it's always like Don, like Don was saying, over provide, but also read the room and know when it's time to not be on a PowerPoint and maybe just sit around and, and do more of a process thing, I guess, depending on how many people are there. And definitely have a lead magnet. And I would probably do something in the very beginning, like pull out your phones and go to this website right now and you can get this for free. Like I would just have them pull out their phone before we do anything, you know, in, and then at the end, probably I've, I've been to stuff before where um, they had friend me on friend me on uh, Facebook before we keep moving because she just the part the present the presenter wanted to like she did a lot on Facebook. And so she wanted them to see her you know, moving forward. And it was like, I want you to friend me on Facebook and then send me a message in, in private messenger. So not only was she connecting and growing her network, she was also just really working the algorithm in her favor. And I thought that was really smart. Um, but yeah, I mean, lead magnet for sure. You want to get people on your email list. Maybe even, you know, if you if you can offer like a free consultation or, you know, hey, I Tonight, t this evening when we're done, I'll be hanging out at the bar and I can, you know, the first 10 people, mm. I'll buy you a drink. Let's just talk. I mean, just things like that. You know, yes. maybe keep, have no, you have, no, your budget. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the first two people. Yeah, right. The first two. Or like, <laughs> I can buy you a PBR draft and that's $2. No, I think, you know, um, yeah, I think, I think just stay, just try to be out of the box and just be creative because that's what people are going to remember is your, you know, that you weren't the usual up there because keep it fun. And I remember stories almost more than yes. um, like their PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. Like you can, it, the stories call you back to their content. I think if you have a good story, it really, um, 
makes an impression. I, I think of two stories like William talked about imposter syndrome and he talked about, I think it was a, a, a football player made a play and the coach pulled him out of the game and berated them. And he, the football players, you know, that if impacted him and stuck with him. And that was like an illustration of, uh, you know, you can be a performance mindset. Like you can have that in your head and like, you have to be perfect. Otherwise you're no good. And that type of thing. And then uh, I think it was Katie, is it Reed? Katie, yep. is it Reed? Like she yep. talked about your ideal client has these blue shoes moment. I don't know if you remember that episode that where you see you see the shoes. Now, anyways, she, sh she showed uh, high heels. I don't have these blue shoe moments, but I have like maybe computer or tech <laughs> moments where I see this thing across the room and it talks to yeah. you. And is like speaking to you. And she used that as an illustration. Like when you find your ideal client, you have these blue shoe moments. And I'm like, wow, that's a that's cool. That's a really powerful story. Mm -hmm. She also didn't use many um uh like bullet points. They Her were all it was all like slides and pictures. It was and story. Not, she combined yeah. a story. She totally did a totally different presentation. Yeah, it was by different. putting a story with the slides. So you like yeah. in my head, I just remember all the pictures now. Mm -hmm. And the story is explaining it. Yeah. It was great. Cool. It was it was a really good, memorable, and different presentation. Uh, some of the other people might have had like heavier, deeper content, but her stories just kind of like carried the the thing. And you remember it. You want those types of presentations that you're gonna remember. And look, I'm talking about it to other people. So that's that's a way to market it. All right. Uh let's uh Let's we oh man, we could keep talking about this, but let's go. Let's go into the, the takeaways. What's uh, Lisa, what's one takeaway you want the audience to know from our conversation today that I need to go to conferences? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yes. to email Lisa and tell her to go I'm to getting, your conference. Yeah, I need to go to conferences. Um, I think what's most important is know why you're going to this conference, like be intentional about why you're going. What do you, you know, like, of course, you're there to learn, but you're also maybe there to network, to, to learn about new opportunities, um, collaborate, uh, you know, just try to just see it as an opportunity for growth, you know, and, and I guess that's maybe what I need to do is do that myself. <laughs> and Don, the takeaway? Wow, I... I'm really impacted by thinking out of the box. Like, I love some of the stuff Lisa said of... Yeah, just having a different presentation if you're presenting or if you're going, I would say um, research the conference to know what type it is. So mm. you, you can plan ahead and be more comfortable with how you interact with people, um, but go with a purpose. Uh, but also just be genuine. Sorry, that was like five. No, that's important. I, it's really important to be genuine, you know, like, yeah, that is super important. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be like I... anyone else, but do it your mm -hmm. way. And uh, I guess my my takeaway would be develop relationships. Uh, sure, if you're going to market, uh, you you do want ROI, but people can smell. Just you said the genuine genuine. People can smell when you're just you know you're not interested in them. You're just like oh I want to use you for an email list or a sale. Uh, just go in, add value, develop those relationships. Um, and that will turn, you know, as I keep going back to these conferences, it turns into some amazing 
friendships and uh, that's who you, that's actually who you want to work with, right? You want to work with your friends. Mm -hmm. You want to help your friends. You want to support your friends. So go in and have the mindset of adding value and just adding relationships. Awesome. Okay. Well, that, that'll be a wrap for this episode of the Skilling Therapy Practice. I want to thank Lisa and Dawn for showing up. Uh, you can visit them at uh, Dawn is Soul Care for Therapists and Lisa is the Lisa Mustard show, or the therapy show with Lisa Mustard. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Psych Maven is proud to support the Scaling Therapy Practice Podcast. If you go to stp.psychmaven.com, you can take our free personal inventory and find out what your builder type is as a helping professional. This assessment is quick and fun, and it comes with tons of customized resources with your results, so you can discover the best ways to scale that match your own personality. Find the assessment at stp.psychmaven.com. This was really a fun show to record and produce. I learned a lot about going to conferences and getting the most out of conferences, especially with relationships. Make sure you uh, go to the blog and the show notes and download the uh, tool of the week, which is Conference Connection Worksheet, a little game that you can play to challenge yourself to make relationships at conferences. The Scaling Therapy Practice is part of the SciCraft Network. The Scaling Therapy Practice podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. The opinions expressed on the show are that of the hosts and guests. And if you need professional help in areas like therapy, lawyering, whatever lawyering is called, lawyer, legal, legal matters, accounting, please seek a professional in those areas. This is James for the Scaling Therapy Practice. We will see you next time.